Welcome to the state of the laundry industry with Laundry Matt, episode 39, the CLA wash, dry, fold workshop recap part one. Today, I'm going to be talking about the wash, dry, and fold workshop brought on by the Coin Laundry Association. And a big shout out to Nika and Danielle for putting together just a phenomenal event. So this was three days, two nights. We flew into Chicago. And just to let you know what a big deal this is, at Curbside Laundries, we put together a client appreciation dinner. So we had dinner, drinks, education, and that was like putting together a wedding. So I could only imagine what it would be like to put together three days, two nights, and to handle all of the logistics. And the event was a huge success. I think people walked away with learning so many different things. And I'm going to be talking about my highlights, you know, my memory, my recollection of this. But I'm confident you talk to anyone who went there, and they're going to have different memories or different recollections or things that were meaningful to them. So this is all just from my perspective. But there there were just phenomenal speakers and people who are doing it, which is a world of difference than people than just being theory. And I'm really glad the Coin Laundry Association is taking a focus on wash and fold because I think in the old days, there's such a big focus on buy more stores, buy more machines. There's a whole group of us who want to maximize each opportunity. And I think the way to do that is through wash and fold and pick up and delivery. At our laundromat, we gross over a million dollars a year just in wash and fold. So we know this is a huge source of revenue. You know, we used to just tout our success at Super Suds, but what's really neat now is we're able to show the success of different clients of ours using our software, doing pickup and delivery, doing wash and fold. And to start things off, Brian Wallace interviewed Brian Henderson and Sharon Brinks about in-store wash and fold. And one of the takeaways is everybody's really stepped up their game. You know, it's no longer just tickets on triplicates. Now we're, everybody's got like a professional wash and fold system. We're not just hacking it together. And the customer's expectations have also gone up as well. It's just about five years ago that wash and fold was an afterthought is a way to help subsidize the cost of your attendant. But now wash and fold is a primary income source for many people, and you've got to treat it as such. You have to deliver top-notch service. Speaking of delivering top-notch service, Paul Pettifer, so he's the owner of Laundry, Laundry World, and he talked about commercial accounts. And one of his experiences he had was he saw some of his commercial clients that were you doing the self-serve? He had some butchers who would bring in these aprons with red blood stains in them. And after they laundered it, the results were not that great. They still had red stains on them. He said, hey, we could wash and fold for you if you like, save yourself a lot of time. And they said, sure, that sounds great. And so he did it and he did a better job than they did, but there were still red stains on there and they weren't happy. And he had an aha moment that here he did a better job than they did, But the expectation when a, quote, professional is doing it for you and they're paying for the service, they want it done better. They want it done right. So he had to up his game and really learn the chemistry of how to really do a good job in wash and fold. And he did. The takeaway was wash and fold is a service business and you need to deliver a superior product. And even during this wash and fold conference, they even had hands-on folding, learning from the best on best ways of folding different types of garments. And there's no right way of doing it, but however you do it, make sure you have a consistent experience because if one person's folding this way and another person's folding that way, you're going to get people requesting specific launders. So it's good to be like McDonald's and just have a consistent experience. 
no matter when or who the actual launder is. So I was on the following panel for pickup and delivery. It was a lightning round, so it was question after question after question, and it was a little bit of a blur. But the one part I do remember is I was asked, are we in the first quarter or the second quarter or third quarter or fourth of pickup and delivery? Where is it going? Has the market been saturated? Is it still growing or is it leveled off? And my response was, it's still growing. And the reason being is two factors. One is culture and one is awareness. So culturally, I think you could look around and you know we are entering more and more of a service industry. We're entering more of people expect and want people to do stuff for them, whether it's shopping, whether it's delivery, whether it's driving, there's all sorts of services to do stuff for you so you could save time. And that's just the direction our culture is going. And I don't see that going anywhere. So culturally, that is on our side. So that's going to be driving pickup and delivery and wash and fold because that's a major chunk of time that's being spent by everybody every week. So the second part is awareness. And I still think awareness is low. Granted, it's higher than it's ever been for laundry pickup and delivery. But if you go ask a random person, did you know laundry pickup and delivery is a thing? They're going to say, no, I had no idea, but that sounds really cool. So I, I see both culture is on our side and awareness has nowhere to go but up. So I think those two things are very, very powerful. One of the speakers was Dave Coyle. He's the owner of In the Bag Cleaners. And one of the things he talked about is the hero's journey. And the hero is your customer. And you want to set your customer or the hero up for success. You know, you don't want to embarrass them and you want to help them be successful. So I'll give you an example. And this is something that is just so core to us at Curbside. And I'm not just saying that because, because he talked about it. You'll see it everywhere inside of our advertising and even our banner at The Clean Show. So we describe Curbside Laundries as smart software that optimizes your customer's journey. Now, the customer's journey begins even before they start looking for wash and fold. It's after they place the order. It's when they get to your website. What happens after the order? It is everything. And you want to make sure it's right. I mean, you can look at the customer journey even when they walk into your laundromat. Is Are you setting them up for success? Are you helping them achieve their goals? Or is your operation, everything is hair on fire and you're trying to put out fires and it's not organized. So in a way, just having your software and wash and fold organized through a system, that helps with the customer journey. So if they ask you any questions or have any issues, you're able to help them out from the get-go. And I'll give you another example of the customer journey and our focus on that. Is years ago, we used to print out through our software the receipt and attach that to every order. I mean, that's how everybody did it. They would slap the triplicate ticket on it. And so we were kind of fancy because it was printed out and, and so it looked real nice, but it still showed the dollar amount. And here's where that becomes an issue and could embarrass the hero. So now we get into pickup and delivery. We got these nice printed receipts attached to each order. And it's not always the person who placed the order who picks the order up from their front door. And what would happen is either the kids or the spouse sees that the dad or mom spent $75 on wash and fold. And they said, you spent 75 bucks on laundry? That could embarrass the hero. 
you want the hero to be a champion. And so what we did is we, re we replaced the receipt with a ticket that just described the services offered, such as 30 pounds of wash and fold, two dry clean shirts, you know, that type of thing. And then we discreetly email the receipt to the customer. Now when the spouse or children see the, the laundry, they go, wow, dad, great job on the laundry. And it looks better than ever. And that's a way of treating your customer with respect and setting them up for success. I'll give you another example. Say like you're doing pickup and delivery and the customer doesn't leave their laundry out. So you charge them a late fee. Well, how did that situation happen in the first place? Because you really don't want to charge them a late fee unless absolutely necessary. In our software, we send out an email the day before. We even allow them to reply skip, S-K-I-P. They only have to text back skip. Then our software is updated and we don't make a drive out there. So if you don't have a system in place and you drive all the way out there, you're going to want to get compensated for your driver's time, gas, etc. But it's better, you don't really want to make your money off the hero's failure to cancel a pickup. You want to make it so easy for them so that situation never comes up in the first place. So rather than just looking at things as revenue opportunities, it's better to look at things from the point of view of, is this a good experience for the customer? And how do I make it better? Stay tuned for part two of the Wash Dry Fold conference recap, in which we're going to be talking about how to scale your business. Don't forget to click like and click subscribe. And if you'd like to learn more about the curbside laundries, wash and fold, point of sale, and pickup and delivery solution, go to curbsidelaundries.com. See you next time.